Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Blog Talk Radio.
9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, July 2nd, 2014, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I'm your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Now, just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is, well, in a nutshell, Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, all right? Uh, It's for anyone and everyone out there. Yes, even you, you fucking weirdo. You have no place to go. You think you're just gonna you're, you're just gonna spend the rest of your life texting to no one in a corner? Well, think again, because that is why Boy Crazy Radio is here. You can call in to me, tell me about all your woes, your secrets, your desires, your dilemmas, whatever. I will listen, and I'll be your new weird friend that you never really meet in person that you just talk to over the internet. Anyway, let me get back on track. I'm already uh, off track. All right. So basically, Boy Crazy Radio is like uh, it's like a cooler, more street. Uh, gritty, real love line uh, where I'll take a lot of time with you on the phone, as, which is not what they do over at K-Rock. I do love K-Rock. Uh, did I just say that? I felt I felt compelled to. I felt like I'm not allowed to talk shit out loud where people can hear me. Um, anyway, I do love love line. I'm just saying I will coddle you over here because I'm desperate for phone calls. So I'll probably take, uh, take your call very seriously because I'll be so grateful you call in. Anyway, To even be more specific, if any of the following descriptions sound familiar to you, then know for sure Boy Crazy Radio should be considered your new home away from home. Okay, you guys, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual maybe, newly single, a cutter, a shit talker, perhaps a total fucking high school nerd who grips the straps of your backpack that's covered in whiteout and passes for bad bands that you got to Hot Topics way too tight? Are you just sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom right now, binge eating and picking at your face? Are you looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that stupid thing you did at that party last weekend? Are your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Oh, I hate that, and it doesn't even, it, it, it never stops. You think it's only in high school? It happens when you grow up. It's the worst. Anyway, is the guy or girl you like? not responding to all of your text messages that you have sent without a reply, which is totally lame. Anyway, we'll talk about that later if you uh, if you want to. Have they not responded to any of, of your Facebook posts, any of your retweets, or all of your Instagram likes? Ugh. Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a, of a radio show? Uh, then this is your lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. Let me, Alexi Celine Wasser, be the shoulder that you cry on, all right? Because all I want to do is be like the big sister you never even knew that you needed or wanted. And maybe on a whole other level, I could be like the cool big sister that your dude friends uh, think about while they're jerking off. You know what I mean? Like the cool sister who wears like the overall short shorts, like who gets good advice and then, you know, and is well-meaning, but, but then the dudes or, you know, lesbian girls are, are, are masturbating to. I could, I could be both. I could be uh, influential and a sex object. Let me, let me be whatever I need to be to you. All right. Or you can call me using Skype. Whatever it is you need to do to get through and dial 646-378-0649. That is the number, 646 646- Three seven eight zero six four nine, and if you're too much of a puss to call me, because for whatever reason sometimes people get shy because they think that people are gonna you know recognize your voice, which is totally not gonna happen. Um, but if you feel that way, you can always tweet me your question or your comment or whatever at I'm Boy Crazy. 
the letter I, the letter M, B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y. Oh, God, you guys. That's a, that's a whole lot to tell people. That is a lot of stuff. Anyway, hopefully you are listening live and you are uh, on the uh, boycrazyradio.com website. And if you are, I hope you're enjoying the slideshow that I prepared. Every week or every week that I do Boy Crazy Radio, um, I, I, I choose different photos to flash before you as you listen to whatever the fuck uh, is happening during Boy Crazy Radio. So you have, you have like a, a slideshow happening, a live voice talking. This is like the olden days, like like 1942, uh, you know, when uh, people listen to radio shows. And, uh, oh, my God, I just fell asleep during my own show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You guys, has anybody noticed, before we get to the phone calls, uh, phone lines are open. Has anyone noticed that, that is there something in the air? Because I feel like something is off. I don't know. I know that, like, Mercury was in retrograde, whatever the fuck any of that means. And if you do know, please, I'd love for you to call in and tell me. Um, I read my horoscope. I read, you know, I go to astrologyzone.com, and I read my horoscope that Susan Miller prepares for me. She's amazing. She's a gem. She's a dream come true. Her, her, uh, her horoscopes are fantastic. By the way, I think she's sick. She has a, she, I don't know what's going on with her, but she's having stomach issues or some kind of sickness happening. Um, and I was going to immediately launch into the fact that that's causing her to be late on writing the horoscopes, but that's not my point. Be as late as you want, Susan Miller. Just get better. I'm just concerned with your health. But anyway, the, the tea is taking a while. Um, so could you, could you move on that, please? Just kidding. Anyway. But Susan Miller is great, and because of her, I know about Mercury and retrograde and whatever and all these things, and um, I'm completely addicted to her. And uh, she also has a cool daughter who I've never met named Chrissy, I think, Chrissy Miller, who I have no idea what she does. But I did see her in the Lindsay Lohan documentary TV show on the OWN Network that that, uh, that the Big O produced, that, that Oprah produced aka god my god anyway no it's not true but anyway i did see chrissy miller on that show i don't know what that means but that's as close as i'll ever get to susan miller maybe i don't know the point is something bizarre is in the air i feel i feel like i feel like everybody's so aggro lately i don't know i don't know if you guys are experiencing it if it's just me but i feel like uh communication's been off and they say that that that, that happens during when mercury is in retrograde they also say you should not buy electronic devices you should not get your hair cut you should not sign any legal documents. But anyway, I didn't. And now Mercury is no longer in retrograde, but I did get in many fights with a guy that I'm dating. Ugh. But I get in fights with every dude I'm dating all the time, so I just blame me. I'll take full responsibility for that nonsense. Um, but in general, I've been more aggro, just hanging out on my own, living my life, running errands, uh, running into old friends. And I don't know what it's all about. And I actually, I actually like, got in a fight with two beautiful girls at Starbucks yesterday and I was already feeling a lot of feelings. I think I need I need to call into Love Line after this show. I think I need to do Boy Crazy Radio and then I need to talk to professionals and then also see my therapist tomorrow night to to help me resolve all my weirdness. But I'm fully capable of answering your questions. Um but yeah, I was already upset and very, you know, emo or emotional or whatever you want to call it and like feeling tons of feelings because a few days ago I ran into all these friends from the past and, you know, and we were talking about an ex-boyfriend of mine that I dated for like five years and that brought up a lot of stuff and uh, this girl, I ran into this girl and I haven't seen her in a year and a half and she asked me for some favor and it's very much her style is to like not see me in a long time and, and she, ugh, 
and then ask me for a favor. And I want, I only ever wanted this girl as a friend. I've only always loved her since she's so charming and awesome. But she's always been condescending and like made snide weird comments at my expense in front of me to other people or, you know, ditched me or left me hanging or flaked on me and all this stuff. But she's so charming and adorable. I love her so much. When I see her, she like casts a spell on me. And then I see her after not talking to her. We haven't spoken to each other in a year and a half. And she asked me for like a big favor. And it just got her in my skin so hardcore. It made me question like people and life and people having self-awareness and how can people be such users and not even know about it? And is it worth telling someone that gets on your nerves? Um, is it worth telling them why you're frustrated with them? Or is it better to just wish them well from a distance and kind of just get out of there? Because it's almost more exhausting to tell someone like, oh, here's why I'm feeling angry at you. Because chances are that person's not going to understand what you're saying anyway, because they're living their life a certain way that already doesn't make any sense to you. So why would they understand all of a sudden you breaking it down for them? We're all such horrible communicators, except for me. Anyway, just kidding. Um, that chances are if you told someone who's bugging you that the way they live their life is very frustrating to you. Well, they've been living their life for many, many years. Uh, you know, they're accustomed to the way they're living their life. Surely they're not aware that they're doing anything wrong. Most people think they're completely right, me included, um, which is not great, but that's that's pretty much how it is, you know. And, like, I doubt I would have been the wake-up call if I decided to tell this girl why I feel like she's uh, frustrating and hurts my feelings and hurtful and not self-aware and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I'm going through all these feelings. I'm feeling all these feelings that have to do with, like, this girl asking for a favor and being protective of my boyfriend and, you know, also being fighting, fighting with the guy that I'm dating and an ex-boyfriend being thrown into the mix um, and running into old people that I used to hang out with that I don't hang out with anymore and, you know, because I went out one night, and it's just all these, like, weird memories of the past came, came, I just stirred my feelings up. So I'm reeling from all of that, and I can't shake it, and I'm just, uh, and I go to Starbucks, because that's where I go. Because I love coffee. How dare you? So I go to Starbucks, and I just text my friend, one of my best girlfriends. I texted her, I'm feeling really bad. And then I texted the dude I'm dating, and I'm like, I don't feel good. I wish you were here. I really wish you were here. I need your arms around me or something like that to that extent. And I go in there, and there's, like, nobody at Starbucks. There's, like, one kind of, like, pervy, lecherous dude, like, sitting on a laptop pretending to write something or whatever. And then there's this, like, beautiful girl, and she's kind of standing by the mixing station. I'm telling you all the unnecessary details. I don't know why. It's, it's my style. Bear with me. It's almost over. I swear to God. So I'm already in a really weird mental place. I'm, like, about to crack. Okay, I'm, I'm like, on the verge of tears. I don't believe in human humankind. I'm very sensitive, and I don't quite understand all my feelings, and I can't shake them. And that's not, you know, you know I'm a very sensitive person, I'll have you know. So this, this, this beautiful, slender girl, and I love beautiful women. I think, you know, I'm not bisexual, but, you know, I've made out with girls. I love, you know, I, I, that's mainly to make guys get off or something but whatever anyway that was usually for the sake of a dude watching or trying to be risque me trying to be risque but because I love men but I definitely you know I love beautiful women I love looking at them I can definitely uh, appreciate a beautiful woman I love women in general like as people and, and and I'm not like a woman hater or whatever I used to be a long time ago I think I used to be very insecure and not trusting women 
But whatever. I'm just setting that up so you don't blame me when I tell you how the rest of the story goes, okay? So this one lanky, young, slender girl who looks like a, a model out of the TV show Entourage, she is looking at the sandwiches, and she keeps stepping on my foot. She, starts, she steps on my foot, doesn't say excuse me, bumps into me, doesn't say anything, elbows me, and I keep moving away. I don't say anything. I don't say anything. I'm just thinking, this is insane. This is fucking insane. Okay? And this is another example. This girl has no physical self-awareness. She has no self She's floating through life. I've never experienced this or I've never tapped into it or acknowledged it or cared to be upset about it. But I had no idea. I forgot that there are some girls, especially in Los Angeles, and I was born and raised here, so you think I'd be more in tune with this, but I usually just, I'm living on the cloud. I don't even pay attention to shit that I don't want to pay attention to. I'm like in my head daydreaming. But there are girls here, Earth to Alexi, there are women in Los Angeles that think the whole world is all about them and it's only there for them to step on, you know, other people's heads to get to where they're going. Like they, it's as if the whole world is just there to cater to them and everyone else is an extra in their life. Oh. And I, I, I'm sure I have, I'm sure I've acted that way as well, but this is a whole other level. I mean, I am, I'm, I feel like more like I'm Larry David or like Seinfeld or something walking through my life uh, as, a, as a brunette girl banged um, living in Los Angeles. Anyway, so she keeps bumping into me, and I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. And then, her, then there's another gorgeous girl who, who shimmies on up to her, and they're so lazy. They're walking so lazy, like, like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Like, they can barely be bothered. They're, like, hunched over. They're getting their sandwiches, which I'm really shocked they're eating sandwiches. That's pretty cool. Because that, that's, a, that's a sign for all of us to realize bread does not make you fat. But they may have been doing Coke, too, or maybe that's the only thing they're eating all day. But that's neither here nor there. But I'm excited that they're eating sandwiches, even though I'm upset with them. Okay. So they're all hunched over, and they're getting their sandwiches. And, they, and then the other girl bumps into me, steps on my foot, elbows me, and I keep moving away, but they keep they keep just, like, closing the space and getting closer to me. It's like every time I try to move to give them space, they get closer to me. I'm giving them distance. And then they get closer to me. So I just say, all of a sudden, I have, I, I crack. Oh, my God, this is like the icing on the cake. I should not have left my house. This is, I, I, but I can't handle this anymore. I'm having like a Michael Douglas falling down moment. And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called Falling Down. I don't know when it's from. It stars Michael Douglas. I think he, it, I, I didn't even see it, but I know I'm making the right reference. It's a movie where he has a breakdown and he goes all around town, I think, like shooting people or he has a baseball bat or something and a briefcase. I'm not exactly sure. We'll all rent it later tonight. It's, that's it's something to look forward to. But I, tr- I, I say to this guy, I go, excuse me, and I take on this whole other identity because I've got to, like, really, you know, have balls. I've got to, like, stick to my guns and be like, I'm tough. Like, I'm tough. And I'm, I'm tough, but I'm also very girly. And I'm a nerd, and I like, you know, I'm all over the place. But I've got to assume a certain identity right now, and I've got to stick to my gun. So I'm like, excuse me. And beautiful girl number one, uh, she has darker hair. She turns to me, and I go, you just bumped into me. And you guys both just bumped into me and stepped on my foot and elbowed me, like, over and over again. And I actually moved away to give you space, and you just got closer to me and did it again. And you never said, excuse me, or I'm sorry. Okay, so could you just be a little bit more self-aware? Because I feel like you guys are not self-aware at all, okay? And while I was saying this shit to them, I was like, oh, my God, Lexi, is this happening? You're at your local Starbucks. You come here every day. What are you doing? 
I can't. Why are you doing this? It's two against one. Is this really happening? Okay, just go. You go with it, girl. Like, and then I, I'm just like, okay, this is what's happening. And then they turn to each other in silence, and then they start. They start laughing at me. It's like high school. They look at each other, smile, start laughing, and speaking in another language, and just laughing at me. And I'm like fuming. I am fuming because I know I am right. I know I am right. Which my therapist would say. Um, the ego needs to be right. So if I was really evolved and if I was in a better place, I would have just gotten my stuff and not said anything to them. But I was sick of it because people are walking around doing shit all the time and nobody ever wants to have a confrontation. Nobody ever wants to call anybody else out. These girls needed to hear it. Did it fall on deaf ears? Probably. Let me finish the story. Okay. So they start laughing at me and talking about me in another language. And now I have to order my drink. So I've, like, laid down the gauntlet, and now I've got to order my drink. And so the guy's, the, the guy's like, oh, what will you be having? And, and I know him because I see him all the time. And I go, oh, these, girls are, these girls are totally annoying me. Oh, my God, these girls are driving me crazy. Um, I, I will just have a, 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 a iced venti uh, red eye, please. And he's like, okay. And, and then, I, and then uh, they're laughing at me. And I turn to the girls. And I hold up my camera all calm, my phone, my phone camera. You know, we all have them, my iPhone or whatnot. And I take a photo, and my sound is on. You know, my phone's on, on silent, so it's like, And I take a photo of them, and they look beautiful in the photo, by the way. Let me just tell you that. Because it's amazing how quickly they pose. Or maybe they're always beautiful, and that's the secret to being a model or an entourage or whatever. Anyway, um, even in my darkest hour, I can still find the best of people. But, so I take a photo of them, and then the, the darker-haired girl goes, excuse me, what did you just do? You better delete that. And I went, no. Oh, I said, I said, I just took a photo of you. And she goes, you better delete that. And I went, no, I'm not deleting it. Like, who is this character I am? I don't know who this person is. Like, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't know, but that's who I was that day. So then her friend, oh, my God, so her friend takes out her phone, her takes out her phone and takes a photo of me, and I get belligerent. I am like, I have lost it. And I, I go, get the, I was like, get the fuck out of my face. And I grab the phone and I like go, I want to throw it down and smash it. But then in my head, I'm like, well, don't do that. That's crazy. Plus you just took a photo of them. So of course they're taking a photo of you. And ridiculous. We're, we're all like, we're all like white girls fucking at Starbucks taking photos of each other. <laughs> it's insane. It's like the dumbest thing. But I did get physical and I'm kind of proud I got physical. And I'm not saying that's what people should do, get physical and hit each other and get in fights. I'm just saying it felt very good to get mildly physical where I just touched her phone but then did no more because I got a little taste of adrenaline. Oh, my God. I was I was shaking. I was shaking so hardcore. And then I had to pay the dude. The dude's like, it'll be 295 And then all of a sudden I'm shaking because of all the adrenaline and, uh, and I can't find my credit card. And in a moment like this, you want to be as cool and smooth as possible because it's two against one and these beautiful girls who are, like, laughing at me, making fun of me. I'm trying to be smooth. I can't find my credit card. When I do find it, I, like, drop it. I give it to the dude. And then, not only is after that, then I have to wait for my drink to be made. Because I will be damned if I'm going to leave Starbucks after paying and not get my venti ice red eye. I don't think so. So then I'm just waiting with my back turned to them, and they're, like, laughing and taking photos of me still, and I'm taking photos of them, and I'm hoping, like, oh, my God, I hope my butt doesn't look bad in these jeans when I turn my back to them. I hope they're not judging my butt. I hope they're not taking a horrible photo of my butt. Ah! And then my hair was in a side braid, and I'm thinking, oh, thank God, because maybe I'll look different if my hair's down or in a sloppy top knot. So in the future, if I run into them, because this is the neighborhood that I live in, 
they won't recognize me or murder me, but whatever. Anyway, so then I'm waiting for my drink, and I and every time a drink comes up, I grab it and I like take the lid off to check and see if it's mine. And and lady, the lady who's making the drink is like, "Ma'am, that's, that's a hot chocolate. Uh, that's not for you." And I like put my hand all over the lid, like I'm like frantically trying to grab the right drink to get the fuck out of there. I finally get my drink. I'm and I you know and then I think I think I've got a fucking I'm putting my half and half and Splenda in it. I will, I will be damned if, I, if they make me. I'm not gonna be scared of them. Those jerks. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. I I'm I'm gonna put my half and half and Splenda in my coffee. I'm going to do things the way I always do things. They will not scare me out of here. I don't care how embarrassing and uncomfortable this is. So I'm putting this stuff in, and then the girls are waiting for their drinks. They're closer to me now, waiting for their drinks. My God. And the, and the girl goes, you need help. You need help. And I go, oh, oh do I? Yeah, I do need help. Oh, do I need help? You, I can tell you with my words why I'm upset with you. You don't even know why I'm upset, do you? You don't even know. You don't even get it. You have no self-awareness. You guys bumped into me. Anyway, so whatever. And they're like, you need help. And I probably do. But I I see a therapist, and that's neither here nor there. Okay. So then I'm out of there. It's over. I'm feeling like a lot of the weight has been lifted from my boyfriend's plate because I got a lot of anger out on these girls who deserved it, but, you know, were really just right in front of me when I was already feeling bizarre. I shouldn't have gone out in public. And then I have a long walk to my car, a long walk. And I'm thinking, oh, God, I hope they don't follow me. I wasn't afraid of them, but I just felt like, I don't know. Well, I don't know what I, so I'm like looking over my shoulder a bit. I get in my car, and then all of a sudden I hear, beep, 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 beep. And it's two Ed Hardy douchey dudes straight out of Entourage. I swear to God, I might as well, may as well have been like turtle and drama driving the, the, the Mercedes. And then the two girls behind me. And then some other car is blocking in my car. I don't know who that person is. Maybe they're just waiting for the parking space. They're blocking me in, and then the car full of hooligans, like, you know, co-core girls and the entourage people are like, have they all have their windows rolled down. And now the dudes are yelling at me, and they're like, you fucking cunt, you jerk. They're, they're yelling at me. The, the, the guys in the car and the girls are like, you need help, you fucking cunt asshole. So I roll down my window. This is like a typical day in L.A., I suppose. I roll down my window, and I open my door, and I, I thought I was going to try to take a photo of their license plate. Um but they didn't have plates on. Convenient. Anyway, they probably get into lots of stuff like this all the time. So it's not just me. I refuse to take 100% of the blame. And I go, fuck you, you fucking cunt, co-core fucks. Go fuck yourself, you fucking asshole, motherfucker. Fuck you. And then I got the hell out of there. Oh, God, what a day. Moral of the story is I am a female Larry David trying to change lives and help people see themselves for who they really are one day at a time. And you know what? Those girls, I'm sure, did not learn a goddamn thing, which is why I'm probably not going to tell the girl, unless she's listening, who asks me for a favor that only ever talks to me when she needs me or every year and a half or whatever. Um, yeah, it's not worth telling people what your issue is. It's better to ignore. I suppose that's my lesson. But um, it felt really good to get into a weird uh, first world issue at Starbucks. Anyway. That was that fucking long story, but I feel better just having told it. I'm going to get to our first call of the evening, uh, area code 626. What is going on with your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Um, Is that me? That's you. What's going on? <laughs> well, actually, I didn't um, call to have a question, but I was I was just listening to your story, which I thought was hilarious, by the way. 
I mean, I think it's their fault. What are your thoughts? I, it's my problem, right? I, I'm too upset. I think they brought it on themselves. And the fact that those two guys, like, bitched at you, too, is just so stupid. Yeah, they don't know what they're dealing with. They didn't know what, what those monsters did in the Starbucks, stepping you on my toes and stabbing me like they're the bus. Tonight. <laughs> oh, sorry, my neighbor What's was that? talking to me. I, uh, oh, my wow. neighbor was actually just talking to me. But anyway, um... I think you should totally, like, post them, like, on Instagram or your blog. Maybe that's a low blow, but you should shame them for being so rude. Well, you know, here's the thing. I did think about that for a moment, which is why I originally took the photo. But then I thought, I don't want to draw in any I – don't, I, don't I don't want them to know where they can find me. I don't want them to know what my Instagram handle is. Like, I don't want them to know anything about me. So I just thought, I don't want to keep it going. So I just thought I want to leave it. And, and I'm sure that makes for a good story for them to tell and it makes for a fun story for me to tell. Yeah. Yeah. That was my weird freak out. But should I put you on hold if you don't have any question or comments or anything weird stuff you want to talk about? Um, no, but if I do I'll press one. <laughs> okay, very cool. Um, area code eight zero four. Hello. Hello, it's your name, Oldie, and where are you calling from? Hi, um, I don't know if you remember me, but I hope you do. Um, I'm Sydney. I called in during your um your Valentine's Day show back in February. Oh, my God. Well, refresh my memory, Sydney, because I'm probably – I could uh, fuck this up and forget and not get all the details right. I, I was um, I was the 17-year-old who, like, called, and we started, like, talking about religious stuff. Well, what's your – okay, well, wait, what was, I, don't, I don't actually remember all the details. Wait, religious stuff. Um, um, I think I was talking about, like uh, – Crap. I can't remember what's the well, word okay. what's for going it. On with, um, what's going on with you tonight? No, I was just calling because you told me to, like, call back and tell you about stuff, and I've just been so busy. And then, um, oh, no, I have sort of a little funny story to tell you why I couldn't call you back so soon. Um, at school, I got my phone stolen back in April. You got your what? My phone got stolen. Oh, no. Exactly, and the funny thing is, I know exactly who did it because they sit right behind me, and their friend um, stalled me while they took the phone out of my lunchbox, and still they never got in trouble for it because I have no no valid proof that they did it. It's just my gut telling me, but I had to get a new phone, so. Oh, my God, that's the worst feeling in the world. Why would they do that? Wait, where do you live, by the way? I I live in Virginia. Virginia, oh my God, yeah. that happened to me one time in high school where I had a pair of like Adidas, and I remember taking them off to some weird like high school acting class. They made us all take off our shoes. It was like an episode of Sex in the City where Carrie takes off her shoes and they get stolen or whatever. <laughs> but I, I took my shoes off. I took my shoes off, and I'm I'm such a dork. I'm going to tell you something. This is how embarrassing my teenage my my teen life was. I had to put these things called orthotics in my shoes. Have you ever heard of orthotics? I think so. Okay, well, it's like if you have, like, a flat foot or you walk a certain weird – I didn't walk a weird way, but if your foot is, like, more flat or whatever and you don't really have an arch, you can go to the podiatrist and they, like, make a mold of your foot and then they build these little things called orthotics and you slip them into your shoes so you, like, have, like, a better arch or something. So my my Adidas were, my, had my orthotics in them, so somebody fucking stole my Adidas and my orthotics in them. Oh my so it's just, like – to make one thing, to make it worse, like, you know, it's like not only that, but then, like, the nerd had, her, her, you know, I had my orthotics in there, too, so it's a double whammy. But 
Fuck those assholes. I'm glad you got a new phone, though, and stay away from those jerks. Yeah, no, I... See, I'm not racist or anything, but it was it was a black boy who stole my phone, and I'm pretty sure it had to do with, like, drugs or something, but still, I'm pretty but sure. that was the most insane thing I've ever <laughs> Exactly. I, I'm not laughing, but I am totally laughing because I love... <laughs> I'm sorry. That was hilarious. Like, I love... I'm not I'm not black, but I, I used to wish I was black, and I love black people, and I love black <laughs> men, and I love black women, and all this stuff. And that is just insane, what you just said. I get it. I get what you're saying. I kind of do. I get it. But at the same time, that's so <laughs> offensive. It's such so... That is so offensive. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Never and say that even, out loud again. <laughs> um, no, the, the even more messed up thing is his friend, his friend's mom knows my mom. So it's like, why would he be, like, the partner in crime when he knows my mom and my mom could totally, like, go down to his house and kick his butt as if she was his own mom. Wait, but why don't – wait, wait, is is he black and he's black and his mom's black? His friend is mixed, and I think his mom is black. But, yeah, she knows my mom. They're friends. Your mom is friends with a black person? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just fucking – I'm just fucking her. I'm totally <laughs> – I'm just fucking her. I'm just – I, like, let's not blame it on the fact that he's black. Because black people are great, and some white people are great, yeah. and some people are yeah. people are fucked, and some people are fucking awesome, or whatever. Um, but how about this? How about you have your mom go talk to his mom and and get to the bottom of it? Like, don't let this go. I feel like you should like tell your mom and have I know, have your like, mom go I, talk. Yeah, that's yeah. I was begging her to do that, but she was like, no. I I mean. Uh, his mom's name's Kelly. She was like, I don't want to put Kelly under any more pressure because this boy, he, like, steals, he does drugs, he's sleeping around, this, that, the other, and his mom knows all about it. She's, like, uh, got high blood pressure over it, and she's gaining weight and stuff, and so, yeah. I think your mom should still talk to, to Kelly or yeah, whatever her name I, is. Yeah, I do, too. Because uh, I, but wait. I know he did it. I just want them to confess, like, uh, well, here's yeah, I, I say your mom's talked to her mom, but here's the thing. What, what were you calling about before the religious stuff? We were talking about something about what was the gist of what we were talking about when you called in for Valentine's Day? Um, I think it was like how I felt like I was being made fun of because I wanted to be abstinent and stuff, and people would like catch on to that and they would just say stuff about it behind my back and all. Hmm. And how did religion come into play? Are you very religious? Well, I'm a Christian, but, I mean, I'm religious, but, like, I'm not in your face holier than thou about it, you know. Well, are you still absent? Wait, you're 17 years old, and you're still you're still a virgin, right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, well, just, you know, I, I'm just trying to get to the gist of what we were talking about when we went down a religious uh, staircase or spiral last time. But it sounds like you're good. You're slightly racist, which is totally fine. I love you. <laughs> um, you're 17. You live in Virginia. It all makes sense. Your stuff was stolen. The dude's a drug dealer. Your, your mom should deal with it, and you're absent. And uh, yeah, it's probably gonna. You're probably gonna lose your virginity to like a really sexy black dude, which would be like perfect. That would be so perfect. <laughs> um, I'm just just messing with you. Okay, I hope your mom's not listening. But uh, call me. And let me know what happens with your phone or if anything exciting happens with your feelings, your heart, or your privates, or whatever. Let me know. 
Okay. Okay. Bye, Sydney. Uh, area code. Uh oh. Wait, this is six two six again. We already dealt with you. You're already you're just listening. You are just listening. Area code four one three. Hello. Hello. Who's this? Four one three. What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Patrick. I'm twenty four, calling from Boston. Patrick is twenty four. Calling from Boston. I was just in Boston. I took a train from New York to Boston. It was lovely. It was a great experience. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, I called you one other time from when I was in Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh my God, that was. I actually erased that, that show because it was so hectic. I had a I had a guy that I was dating staying with me, and he was making too much noise in the Boy Crazy Radio studio, and I was too. Yeah, it was just too much was going on. And I thought I can't do the show tonight, and I had to erase it because I was I was ashamed of the show. So then I took a little hiatus. What's going on? Um, well, I was wondering if you could maybe give me some advice. Um, yeah, I can. I will. Let's see. Um, I was just kind of I'm a pretty shy person, and I get I've had trouble I guess meeting girls post college. Um, you know, I was always much easier in college and um, even after it seemed like I was always meeting people through friends but that kind of hasn't been happening lately and like I said pretty shy and not the kind of person to you know just go up to a complete stranger and strike up a conversation well well, first of all let me ask you what were you doing in Tel Aviv again because let me let me Um, tell everybody 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 Patrick is amazing. Let's just reiterate something very important. Patrick called into Boy Crazy Radio a few weeks ago from Tel Aviv. Do you get this? You guys are like, you know, in New York or Los Angeles or the Valley, and you can't even be bothered to call in. Patrick called me from Tel Aviv, okay? Just, you know, remember that. Just think about that for a moment. Okay, so what were you doing in Tel Aviv? Um, I was there on a business trip, actually. All right. Well, Not all that exciting, but... Okay, well, so... Um. All right. So you you keep calling yourself shy. I wish you. Let's just. Here's the first thing we should do. Let's get rid of this label you keep putting on yourself. Where you're shy. You're shy. You're shy. You're fine. You're just Patrick. Okay. okay? Like let's. Because I don't know who we're comparing ourselves to. Like, you know, it's the guy I'm I'm out go out with is like practically mute, and he's dated a million girls and probably slept with 400 women or something, and you know, women love him. Has no, you can be shy or mute or not have a tongue or whatever, and you'll, you're fine. Like, so just, you're just Patrick. So, and you're fine. And also, you said you've met, you were meeting girls in college, things were good, then you had, you were meeting girls via friends. Why do you think all of a sudden, why do you have to be meeting girls like, just like at the supermarket and just talking to random strangers? Like, why, why not keep doing what you're doing with like by like you know being set up or meeting people at parties or something? Because I think that's better anyway. I don't, know. I, I don't. I don't know. I guess. Well, I mean, part of it is because that just hasn't seems like it just hasn't been happening as much lately. Um, I mean, I guess part of it is because I do travel quite a bit, so I'm not home all that often. Well, maybe you're not even a good, in a good place to have a relationship because you're traveling so much. But also, why are you traveling this so much? This is true. This is true. Uh, it's it's all work-related. What do you yeah. do? You don't have to say. Um, I, I just work for this company, and we have, like, customers all over the world. And it seems like it's not always as crazy to travel, but it has been quite a bit, which has made things kind of hard. 
lately. Uh, on a side, on a side note, if, if you if you're in a relationship and you wanted some girl you're dating to accompany you on a trip and stay in a hotel or whatever and, and be busy during the day while you're at a meeting, but then meet you for drinks and dinner later, would that be possible? Are you trying to suggest something here, or not me? I I oh, uh, I'm in okay. a I'm in a slightly uh, dysfunctional uh, relationship right now, and I'll tell you when I'm. <laughs> so I'm off the market as of now, but no, I'm just trying to say, like, like I travel a lot, and I, I've dated guys who travel a lot, and the way we make it work is, you know, they'll come out and meet me. Like I I had to go to New York to do something, and and the guy I'm dating came out and met me and stayed busy during the day, and then I, I met up with him at night, and then vice versa. Like, he travels all the time for work, and so I'll try to meet him, like, you know, whenever I can for, like, a few days just, you know, to keep to keep the momentum happening. So is that possible for you? Yeah, I, I never really thought of that, but that would definitely you, be possible. You'd have to buy the ticket for the girl, though. That's the protocol. That, that is true. That is true. You'd have to buy the ticket. You'd be taking care of the hotel room because you'd already be there on business, and then you guys can go out for drinks later and then have sex, uh, you know, when work's not happening. But anyway, so that's possible. If, <laughs> if and when you do end up having a relationship or you find somebody you actually really like and feel comfortable enough to, to meet up with when when you're working, that's that's an option for later, but you're not even there yet. So, I mean, you have to remember, for just if you want to close approach a girl and, like, Let's say, is there Target in Boston? There must be a Target in Boston, no? Yeah, there's yeah, there's Target in Boston. So let's say, so let's say you're at Target or you're at Whole Foods or I don't know what you're doing. You're someplace. What was I doing there? I went to this thing called the Boston Calling Festival. Have you ever heard of that? I've I've I went to it uh, the first year, which was last year, I think, or the year before. Yeah. I can't remember. It was fun. I did I did nothing in Boston, but I went to that festival like a few weeks ago or a few months ago or whenever it was. Like that was fun. Um, so let's say you're at a festival, you're at Whole Foods, you're at Target, you see a girl you like. Just remember and have in your back pocket that girls are secretly, you know, I think they wake up subconsciously every morning saying, and this is not all women. I don't mean to say this about all women, or but I'm going to make a generalization. They wake up going, a single woman, a single woman will think this. Maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day I will meet the love of my life. Something magical could happen today. You know what I mean? So so okay. women are so a single woman already has this in her head. I mean, if you're totally gross and not attractive and ha- or not, have nothing to offer this girl or not interesting at all in any way, you're not going to be the guy she's excited about. But we'll we'll get to that later. I'm sure you're great. Okay. And then all and then I always tell women don't be scared because women are totally terrified of, of talking to men because women don't want to come across as desperate, needy, um, just, you know, all these things that the society, that society and the media tell women that they are like, you know, Oh my God, you, whatever. So yeah. you're giving all, you're giving women all this power and you don't know how to approach a woman. Women give all the, give all the power to men. They don't know how to approach a man if they're told they're not supposed to, because it'll make them look desperate and lame. So, they want you to approach them. A woman, if you're, and what do you look like, by the way? How tall are you? How big is your private? What color hair do you have? Let's not get too into the private part. I don't want to get disgusting or weird. But, like, okay. Like, so who, can compare yourself to, like, an actor. Like, who would you be compared uh, to? I don't, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Um, I'm 5'9". Like, nine. Mickey Rourke. Mickey, so you're 5'9". Um, would you be compared to Mickey Rourke um, or uh, Tom Hanks? 
Clive Owen, Bradley Cooper. Um, I, I don't know. I'm pretty. Who I don't think I'm, very uh, anyway, I'm but, a, um, Let's see who else. Josh Groban. I, I have who? a pretty, I guess, like, I'm pretty thin, pretty athletic build. I do a lot of running, so I guess most people tell me I look like a twig. Ladies and gentlemen, Patrick, he's 5'9", he looks like a twig, he travels a lot for work, he will buy you a plane ticket if he loves you, and um, and he's looking to find a girl. Okay, so you look like a twig. Oh, what color hair do you have? Uh, Like, I guess, but like a dirty blonde color. Dirty blonde, what color are your eyes, green? Brown. They're brown eyes. Um, Let's see, do you have a tiny private, or is it okay? And it's fine if it's tiny. Um, I... Yeah, it's 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 okay. I've been told it's, it's okay. pretty good. What's so. that? Oh, okay, you've been told it's pretty good. By an Asian girl or what kind of girl has said it's pretty good? No, just a uh, regular person, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. Did you just say a wait, regular person? Are you referring to a white person? Did you just call a white person a regular person? Whoa, whoa, you're, now you're putting words in my mouth. Uh, no, I don't know. She was, she was not Asian. I'll just leave it at that. Not I just want to know what you think is regular because that's like some kind of. <laughs> was she black? I, was she black? Because you're a regular person could be a black person. That's that's great. That means you're racist I'm, against white people. I, I don't want to answer the question now because now I'm going to make myself look bad. Oh my God! So you did me wiper. That's hilarious. So far, we have a 17 year old racist who called in earlier tonight. No, it's fine. I've done. <laughs> what? Oh my God! That's funny because. It's just so, it's just, it's all good. It's all good. It's just what we've been taught from our stupid parents, and we're figuring it out. It's just residual weird racism things that, need to, that we need to shed, and it's totally fine. Um, because I was just going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep making weird racist cliches, but my racist cliches are, it's like, cooler and more fun. All right, guys? Just bear with me. I think that if, if, if a black woman that you slept with, even though you're clearly racist and haven't slept with a black lady, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. If, <laughs> if a black woman had, if a black woman had told you you had a nice private, I'd be like, wow, you must have a huge private. If an Asian girl tells you you have a big private, then like you just have like a tiny private probably. Uh, and then if like a white girl is like, this is great, you probably still have a tiny private. <laughs> Not just kidding. Um, all right, so everything's good with you. What kind of clothes do you wear? Give me what's your favorite outfit that you feel most com- confident in? Um. Pretty much everything I have, I've either gotten from uh, J. Crew or like the. Yay! Oh, J. Crew, I love it. Do you wear desert boots? Do you wear white sneakers or white high top? Uh, um, I have I have tennis shoes. They're like white with light gray. All right. I don't I don't know what any of this means, but do you wear dark denim? Um. Yeah, most of the time. What I'm wearing right. Right I now. like J. I, listen, if you look like a J. Crew sales attendant, I I don't feel bad about you. I feel like everything's pretty much okay. In an ideal world, you would wear like APC, dark denim, straight legs. You don't wear, you wouldn't be fucking around with like weird tapers, like weird rock and roll, like you know early 2000s weird cigarette jeans. Like that's not cool. Um, yeah. I just like I just want to make sure you're looking okay. Like just like uh, classic look that I want to tell all dudes listening. That, that makes you instantly fuckable with a cool girl because any any dorky lame girl will have sex with anybody probably. But like if you want like a cool girl who's a bit snobby, she's not snobby. She's just got class and has style. Uh, what you want to be wearing is a white crisp button down. It could be a little bit not crisp. It's fine. That's fine too. That means it's worn and you don't give a fuck. Um, white button down, dark denim jeans, 
preferably APC or just classic patch pocket Levi's, straight leg, not tapered, and then white tennis shoes, preferably high top uh, Converse All-Stars, white, don't get fancy, don't do anything weird, no weird leather, no weird super epic high, 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 high top, just normal high tops, classic, keep it classic, or sand colored desert boots by Clark. They also do a nice knockoff of those desert boots in sand at J. Crew. There you go. You heard it here first. And I like, I'm telling you, I'm, I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things. Just bear with me. I'm going on a weird rant right now. But, guys, okay. if you're listening to me, if, if you, Patrick, or any, any dude out there who's listening to me right now thinking, oh, my God, this girl, Alexi, has a lot of feelings. She thinks she knows shit. And she needs to, somebody needs to put a sock in her mouth. You guys need to shut the fuck up because I know that I'm telling you that I'm speaking on behalf of all girls that you probably want to have sex with. Okay? I, I, I know it. I love women. I, I've talked to a lot of beautiful girls. A lot of beautiful girls are my friends. Um, they're way cuter than I will ever be. They're cuter, younger, taller, sty- more stylish, shorter, better boobs, nicer size, great style, smart, career women, whatever, super loving, honest, great people, and babes. I'm telling you, and this is what they like. There's a certain thing that just makes them go, I want to fuck that dude. So if you have a good job, you're kind, you've got morals, and you can wear classic, chic, simple clothes that aren't too fussy and weird. You don't look like one of the Madden brothers, even though people love those dudes too. We're not here to talk about them. You're gonna be, you're gonna, you're good to go. Okay, this is valuable info. I don't care what you think. I know it is, and girls do too. Anyway, so here's the deal. You want to approach a girl, Patrick, and you're a little bit shy. Just make eye contact. Just make eye contact and look at a girl, and that's all you have to do. Just look at her, smile, look away, ignore her. Like let's say you're at a bar, Target, the Apple Store, a record store, a thrift store, J. Crew, wherever the fuck you are, you see a really cute girl that you want to take on a date or you want to just talk to even for four seconds or four minutes to get a gauge on whether you'd like to have a drink with her. You just look at her, make eye contact for like three seconds, look away, ignore her, then find her again, make eye contact again, and then say hi. And then you can always just ask her a question about nothing, about something. Just make anything up. What can I ask her about? What's my in? Like, if she's holding, like, something, she's holding Epsom salt, go, Epsom salt, what's that for? Or, oh, should I get some of that? Or just anything. Women are, are waiting to be hit on. Women dream to be hit on. It's flattering to them. I don't know what woman. Like, oh, my God, there was a dude who was, like, handicapped, hunched over, who couldn't even make eye contact with me, who was, like, 80 years old. He was, like, making a move on me because that's the only dude that hits on me, I guess. And I was flattered then. If a girl is mad that you, that you like, are trying to talk to them or make, or a little bit flirty with them, especially if it's not in a creepy way at all, then that girl is fucked. I mean, what kind of girl would be like, ugh, get away from me? Just start, and then, because if you have, like, I know I'm ranting and I'm almost done. If you just say one little thing and ask her about something like, like, you know, do you know where this thing is? Or... Or I'm just looking for the thing. Have you seen this thing? Have you seen that? Uh, I'm looking for, you know, canned canned peas. Have you seen them? Or am I blind? Are they right in front of me? I, like, oh, that's perfect. If you're at the supermarket, this is one of my moves that I used to do before I was uh, monogamous. If you're in an aisle at Whole Foods and you're, like, vibing with a girl that you have a crush on, that you think is cute, that you've noticed, all you have to do is pretend you're looking for something in the same aisle. It's a free country. Okay, you're allowed to be in the same aisle. You're kind of looking for something. So all of a sudden, you've got to become the best actor you can be and just pretend you're, you're looking for something that's next to something that she's looking for. 
And then, then that's the perfect opportunity to say, excuse me, do you see the, whatever, insert whatever you're looking for, do you see the canned corn? Because I feel like it's right in front of me, but maybe I'm blind. Do you see it? Because then it's totally like not about her, not sexual, not flirty. It's like, dude, I need to find the canned corn. It's right, like, help. You know what I mean? It's just a person-to-person yeah, thing. Yeah. Does that make So does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it's good advice. So I know I went on a weird rant about, like, clothing. I wanted to get an idea of what you look like, and then I'm just basically telling you to, like, talk to girls uh, about anything to start. Because all that's important is you open up the lines of communication to see what she volleys back to you. And and this is more for the daytime when alcohol is not involved. Do you drink? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, socially I'm not an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. That's tough. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so you're not an alcoholic. You have when when you're back home in Boston, you have your friends in Boston, right? The ones that would throw dinner parties where you meet friends of friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're looking to flirt, meet people, and hang out, tell remind your friends. Go, hey, let's throw another dinner party. Invite people that I've never met before. Just let's just throw a dinner party or something. Where encourage your friends to throw another dinner party while you're in town, but also. Find out where there's like a cool bar or some bar you've been wanting to go to or the new cool bar to go to, blah, 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 in Boston is. And then go with your friends so you're not alone and just like get a, get a booth or a table or sit at the bar and have beers and chat with your friends and then keep your eyes open and, and then try to like, you know, make eye contact with cute girls. And then that makes it way more easy because then you can buy a girl a drink, even though if a girl were to call into Boy Crazy Radio, I would say, oh, no, don't let a guy buy you a drink. He's going to roofie you. <laughs> but... But you can offer to buy a girl a drink. You can start chatting. The conversation will be a little bit more lubricated because you have alcohol uh, involved. You know what I mean? So there's that too. So you need to just, you've got a dinner party to go to. You've got a Whole Foods conversation to start happening. You've got a bar to hang out with with your friends. You've got a lot to do, okay? Noted. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome, Patrick, from Boston. Uh, Thank you for calling me from Tel Aviv also before, even though you're in Boston now. Oh, my God. I feel so excited and invigorated for Patrick. Patrick's a fantastic name. He's got a good job. He's a little bit unsure of himself, which is exactly where you want a guy to be, because when a guy is unsure of himself, I think he's less likely to cheat because he's so grateful when he gets something. Is that right or wrong? Is he more likely to cheat because he's unsure of himself? I don't know. Yeah. He's a, a guy who's unsure of himself is likely to be the guy who loves you more than you love him in a relationship, and I think that's the goal. Right? You can be madly in love with a guy, but don't you kind of want the guy to love you more? I think you do. Don't you dare argue with me. Don't you dare argue with me. Okay, area code 317. Hello. Hello, it's your name. How old are you? Where are you calling from, 317? This is Paul in Indianapolis, uh, your old friend. <laughs> My old friend, Paul. So this is uh, Paul. And how old are you again? 53. 53, Paul, so Indianapolis, right? That's right. Um, not a first-time caller, not a first-time listener, long-time listener, has called a few times. So what's going on with you tonight? What's happening? Well, I just heard, I just actually just turned on the show, but you mentioned something about cheating. I heard a program on public radio, they, a psychologist did a study about cheating, and uh, what the psychologist found out was that the majority of people do not cheat because of that old cliche about, oh, my wife doesn't understand me. It's not about that at all. 
they found out that most cheaters are actually happy in their marriages. They're just greedy, and they want something on the side. They got a good spouse, but they want something extra, you know, at the office or on a business trip or something. Hmm. I don't agree. I don't agree for me, but I don't know who's, who's being asked, you know, this question on studies. Like, I don't know who's being interviewed for the study. But I feel like, you know, well, I mean, it's so subjective. This is so bizarre because I feel like I've gotten my wildness out of my system, I think. You know, like I've made out and slept with people and had romances and done crazy things and blah, blah, and like been single for so long that I'm in a relationship that I've been in now for like a year and a half and I have no desire to cheat. Like, I, you know, I'll fight with him. I'll be squirmy. I'll be really moody. But, you know, I'm happy to be moody and squirmy and argue within the relationship and like because I, I'm happy to exist in a relationship that makes me feel like grounded. Like I don't have the energy to go. That takes a lot of energy to cheat. You know, I, I cheated, I cheated in my five year relationship towards the end because I was miserable and I was like such a pussy and I was too scared to get out of it. But I wanted to believe, you know, I'm sexy and other people will love me. That's, I was like 23 or something. I was so young, but I don't know. That's just for me because I just feel like, I'm just ranting. Uh, well, cheating hurts a lot of people. That's what the cheaters don't realize. In fact, my mom just got a call uh, this morning that one of her relatives found out that her husband was cheating for the last 20 years, you know, and this relative is heartbroken, and my mom's heartbroken. So, it, you know, it's just, it, it hurts a lot of people. No, I swear, I, and I, I would never cheat again. I, I've experienced what it's like to be on, you know, to be the cheater, I'm sure I've been cheated on. I think I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, I, I probably a lot. Of, I don't want to know, probably. But uh, I would never. I would not cheat again. I know never say never, but it's like it takes it takes way too much energy. And I just feel like I'm the type of person now, especially now that I'm like more grown up or evolved or more experienced and more thoughtful or something and more grounded. I would just think if I don't want to be with this person and I want to make out or have sex or date another person. I'm going to tell the person I'm with first and then get the hell out of there and then move on to the next thing. And then, you know what I mean? I want to be way more respectful because it's true. It's hurtful. It's, it feels bad to, to be the cheater and it that sure it all feels bad to be cheated on. So it's just fucked and it fucks you up trust wise. And I've dated people who have been cheated on and like that affects how they trust me. And in general, like, you know, it's, it's a lot anyway. Well, well I think you have a valid point about uh, that, a guy that's a little insecure might be more faithful because, uh, like you said, they they feel like that. You know, I I I've been kind of insecure about some of my relationships, and I feel like if I make even the slightest mistake, it's over. So making a big mistake like cheating, it's definitely over. And you know, I think maybe I'm just making a theory here. Sometimes cheaters are are kind of arrogant. It's like well, I'm going to cheat because I want to prove how many conquests I can make. Yeah, it's definitely immature and egocentric. Um, I'm going to take another call, but I'm glad you called in with that, with that with, you know, topic that we can jump on for a moment. All right, well, have a good evening. Oh, thank you, Paul. Uh, area code, oh, what is this? Area code 423? Mary, the 423. What was that? You're out of here, buddy. 
Um, oh wait, maybe you got to turn on your uh, your thing or not your thing. Well, turn that down too. But you got to you got to turn down your computer. Um, area code four two three. Is that me? That's you. Hey, what's up? What is your name? How old are you? And where are you calling from? Alex, late thirties. Calling from uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, tell me everything. What's happening? So, no, uh, I've listened to. I think I've listened to your show about three times, and um, I've always enjoyed it. But I'm just calling to shoot the shit. I don't. I don't have a real question. Um, but a couple of disagreements. The taper on the APC jeans. You have to taper them. You have to okay. have them tapered. Okay. Okay, let's, here's the deal, though, with the ABC jeans. And I like your style, and I can already tell that you had a cool name, and I like the sound of your voice. You've got a nice tone happening in your voice, and I guess you're cool, and Tennessee's pretty cool, Thank too. You. Okay, you need Thank to have – all right, don't rub it in here. Okay, don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. No, 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 because you're so snobby. What's the, what's the deal with the, with the no taper? What do you mean with no taper? It's, it's not that – okay, I'm not saying that I, – I think you're talking about a subtle taper. Oh, my God, we are – Right. I'm, I'm assuming – are you white? <laughs> That's been a theme of the show since I um, – how am I going to answer this now? You're white. Uh, yes, I'm white. Okay, yes. I just feel like it's like this is like the most white conversation. I mean, like that's not – This is a white – I know, I know. I feel like Kanye West would get it, though. He'd be like – we could get him on a three-way phone call, and he'd be like right here with us. So this is totally but racist. It, but, it, but, it, but it began with the, with the, with the whiteness of the, the coffee shop. Um, so this oh, is good. Oh, yeah. This is good, That right? was insane. That was insane. Right. But you know what? Those girls deserved it, but it, I, you know, but I was at a breaking point. But okay, here's the thing. No, you said a pretty good. So what's what the deal with the taper? What did you just say? I said, what is the deal with the no taper? I don't understand. No, right that. before that. Right before that. I I I, I don't remember. I think I just said, what's you the said, deal with the no taper? You said something about a threesome. No, no, I didn't say anything about a threesome. I said, what's the deal with the no taper? What's your okay. rule about the no taper with the APC jeans? Um, they're already. I just like a straight leg jean, and I don't mind the slight taper where it's like they go in. I don't. I never want a boot cut. Boot cut is a slight. You know, it's, it's a, I just. I'm talking about. I don't like weird stovepipe skinny jeans where all of a sudden your whole calf looks like you're like a man's wearing a legging or something. So I'm just saying like. Ah, uh, I got you. I got you. Like the I, straight. I, 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 I'm just calling in with the. Um. Faggy advice to uh, God, I shouldn't have said that, especially with the team of the show. Faggy advice. <laughs> oh my God. With, with the faggy, with the faggy advice for Patrick, who has skinny legs like I have, and if Patrick's listening, um, if he gets, if he follows your advice and gets some raw APC denim jeans, I found that they're too boot, boot cutty, um, and so I've had them tapered. So that that's the first. I, I just wanted to argue with you. That's the first thing. <laughs> the second thing is, the second thing is, what's um, do do you really believe that it's what you being facetious, or do you believe about the insecure men thing? Because I don't know. I, I just kind of Are you asking me? Or are you going to talk? You're going to ask me, and then you're going to talk. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Were, were um, you being were you being facetious, or were you serious that it's better for women to partner I mean, who's insecure? I'm not saying it's great to have a partner that's insecure, but I know that uh. I, was, I kind of just came up with that on a whim, and it was a stream of consciousness, but I do believe it. I do feel like 
you know, like but I don't. But I have you ever? Yeah. I mean, have you ever had? Um, I don't know a partner who's very insecure. The insecurity a lot of times leads to controlling behavior. You know, um, that, oh, wait, that was got, my. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? I know you seriously have so much stuff to say. It's like you asked me something and then you already want to tell me what you what you wanted to say, and that's totally cool. <laughs> I'm, that. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's fine. It's, it's uh See, I. I can really, I totally get what you're saying. My okay, I'm I'm insecure in my relationship, and my insecurity leads to controlling behavior. My boyfriend is right. also insecure. My boyfriend is also insecure in the relationship, but his insecurity doesn't lead to um, doesn't lead to controlling behavior. His insecurity leads to wanting to make me happy and um, uh, being very. I gotcha. He's 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 just very like. He loves his mom, and he uh, he's grateful that that we're together, and that I, you know, he thinks I'm, he just says nice. Or no, he like buys me flowers, and he's just uh, and that because you know what I mean. But my insecurity, like mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a nut to date, and like I get insecure because I I like starting fights, and I want <laughs> I want and and I have weird daddy issues, and like and so right. I will start fights about like Instagram, like why are you following that girl or who's this girl that likes your photo? And it's because like I want him to always be like, I love you. You're the best. I love you, Alexi. And that's fucked up. So I am a nightmare with my insecurities, but his insecurities are like he just should be, you know, put on a pedestal and, and you know, given, I don't know, flowers and roses and an award or something. But yes, Um yeah, I don't know what else to say. What, I mean, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I was just super bored. I'm uh, super bored. visiting okay, family. And, a lot. I'm visiting family in Tennessee. And what, what's that? Oh, where do you live? Uh, New Jersey. You live in New Jersey. Why do you sound familiar to me? I have no idea. I've, mm-hmm. I've never called. I've, I've listened a couple times. And I've wanted to, I listened to... Uh, there's a visiting family for like the past three weeks, three weeks. I think I listened maybe like three weeks ago when I first got here. And oh, I can't remember. Jeremiah, it's your boyfriend, right? The drummer? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and he was on. It was very nice. There was a there was a kid from Arizona or something that was on, and he was talking to him as a big brother. And, uh, you know, it was such a good feeling. I want to call and say, you know, if you ever need a side big brother for someone, um, I'd love to give side big brother advice, but that was very nice. The kid from Arizona, and he was he was geeking out and trying not to geek out. It was it was very funny. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe I should. I feel so bad for Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did fine. He did fine. He was very nice. You know, I feel bad for Jeremiah for dating me and what I put him through. But uh, yeah, it's weird. I can I can give good advice. I swear to God, I give good advice. I can be entertaining. I can be real quick and and with it. And then in my own relationships, I'm like, I can't do it. It's, oh, God. I know. It's it, it's so much easier when someone else, I know. Well, who are you? I know. All right. Uh, no one. All right. No one. For uh, a long time, actually. I mean, I should probably call in to get advice, but I'll maybe call in another night to get advice if I've already taken up too much time. Yeah, yeah. But call no one another at the night. moment. And it's, been, and it's been a long time, so maybe I'll come back and get advice. I'm in, a, I'm, in a PhD pro, I'm in a PhD program, and I don't know. It's been very weird. How tall are you? Dating's been very weird. So anyway, I'll call back another time. I won't take up any more. Well, you didn't answer any of my questions. I said, how tall are you? And uh, and you have to also tell me your astrological sign. Say that again? You have to tell me how tall you are and what your astrological oh. sign is. Oh, how tall I am? 5'11". 
five eleven and what my did you say my sign? Mhm. I'm a Taurus. Okay, I don't know what any and, of that means. <laughs> um, stubborn. Supposedly good in bed, but the, it seems like every sign supposedly good in bed. Um, oh my God, Jesus Christ! All right. You know. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to take it there. I'm just saying you asked me. Um, if anybody out there is in Tennessee and would like to date a 30-something dude who's 5'11 <laughs> and a Taurus is good in bed, Alex is available. Um, email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. Right. Alex, if you do want to be a co-host at one point or ever have something to chime in about, you can email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail as well. Um, and now Thank I'm going to hang up on you. But, yeah, what a great voice that Alex has. Voices are very important. If somebody has a shitty voice, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, not that anybody even realizes what voices sound like anymore because we're all just texting each other nonstop. Uh, but I like phone calls. I love phone calls. Um, my God, it's 10.09 p.m. I've got more stuff to tell you. Holy fucking shit. Um, I hadn't done Boy Crazy Radio uh, for a few times, uh, maybe for a few weeks, uh, because I was, I mean, I could have done it. I was in New York, and I felt like uh, I just needed to take a break. I feel like everybody was on summer vacation. Maybe they still are. I don't know what's going on exactly. Um but with the time difference in New York, you know, the drill, you guys, come on. I was working. I was out in New York. So I was out there, and I – one of my favorite things about when I'm in New York is being in the back of a taxi cab, uh, not having sex or making out, but that's fantastic too or whatever, even though I'd be too self-conscious. But – or would I? Would I? I would. Okay. So I'm in a car – and I'm in a car. Uh, it's like a car service or whatever, heading back to uh, to – to JFK, the airport, okay? I'm going back. I'm going back to L.A. And while I'm in the car, I'm having a conversation with the driver. And some of the, the, the conversations you will have with drivers in New York, be it a taxi car, cab driver or, like a, you know, maybe even an Uber driver, even though, by the way, taxi cabs and town car drivers in New York hate Uber. They hate them. They hate Uber. Uber is, like, ruining their life. So just think about that. Um, so I'm in this car. And we start talking, and the dude has, like, a very thick, like, you know, he's an older guy. He's, like, the, he's like as old as my, you know, whatever. He's, like, the old enough to be my dad. And he's got kind of, like, a, a mafioso, mafia. Um, and by mafia, I mean Italian. Oh, my God, this is, like, the most fucked up, like, racist, weird, white people, black people, uh, regular. But what the fuck is going on tonight? I At least I'm not racist. I mean, you guys are. But I'm great. And you guys are all fucked. But, no, I'm just kidding. We're all fucked. So, um... But if you haven't had sex with a black person, that means you're totally racist. So I've only made out with black guys, but they were really cool. So it's the equivalent of having sex with them. But I just never got around to it. And now I'm dating a, a pasty, beautiful white boy with amazing blue eyes and lashes. But that's neither here nor there. Now I'll never get the opportunity to have sex with a black dude. But that's totally fine because you got to make sacrifices for love, you know. Um, okay. Oh, my God. What am I even talking about? Okay. So I'm in the back of this car driving to the airport from New York. The dude has an Italian accent, but, you know, I romanticize Italian accents, and I love mafia movies. Um, and he starts telling me, you know, oh, I could write a book with all this. I'm like, I'm like, tell me about all the crazy, what are the craziest stories you've experienced driving people in New York City? Like, tell me. So he tells me about prostitutes and couples cheating on each other and driving both the couples with their mistresses and misters or whatever. And then... And then he says something like, yeah, you know, with all the stories I have, I could write a book. And I go, oh, really? Like, you know, tell me about that, you know. And he goes, oh, like with my upbringing. Uh, have you ever seen the movie A Bronx Tale? 
and I have, and it's one of my favorite movies, and I love Goodfellas, and I just love mafia movies. So when he had an Italian accent and they eventually did say that he had, like, a mafia kind of upbringing, I was like, cha-ching, this is amazing. So, and I go, oh, whoa, that's crazy. The mafia exists? Like, no way. Like, uh, what, what, what is the mafia up to now? Oh, my God, I hope Blog Talk Radio is not tapped and I'm going to get in trouble. But I'm just like, I'm just like a girl with bangs, a white girl with bangs. And blue eyes, wearing American apparel, white overall short shorts. How much trouble could I get in? Oh, my God, maybe a lot, but I'm so used to not getting in any trouble. And then the joke will be on me, and it'll be like, yeah, take that. Okay, anyway. He goes, yeah, the mafia does still exist, but mainly it has to do, it's like uh, there's the Russian mafia, the Colombian mafia, the, what else did he say? And, and, and I go, what are they dealing? What are they, what are they doing? And he goes, the main thing that they're doing is uh, is sex trafficking. So I guess the oh my god, I, I took notes. I got I got to redo my notes. Oh fuck, guys. Oh, bear with me. Bear with me. Um, here's what he said. Blah 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 blah. Jeremiah Grota. Things I learned. Oh, things I learned from the town car driver. Okay, I actually wrote a note to myself. Move. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. So this, okay, this is going to sound racist as well, but his words, not mine. So the driver was telling me about the mafia, and he says there's the Oriental Mafia and the Russian Mafia. And the Oriental Mafia and the Russian Mafia run the sex trade business, and the Italian Mafia pays off the TSA workers so they can bring in drugs, because TSA workers at the airport, you know, they're paid off so people can bring drugs in, you know? Uh, and, and the Italian Mafia controls the planes and they take a cut of the money and whatever for the drug trade. So, but the Oriental Mafia and the Russian Mafia, um, what they do is they get girls. They either buy, like, they're either sold girls from families who need money or they drug girls. The Russians put a knockout pill in girls' drinks. So this is why women, you have to be beautiful young girls who are listening, be careful. This shit is real. I don't know where you are and maybe if you think your life, you're, in, you're invincible, but if you're a good-looking young, slender, sexy, young, wafy thing that could be easily knocked over. Be fucking careful. So anyway, the Russians put this knockout pill in girls' drinks, drug them, and then get them hooked on heroin, and then fucking sell them, and then they end up in the in Chinatown. This is all hearsay. This is what I heard from the driver, but I totally believe him. Um, and a lot of the most of the sex trade is is done in Chinatown in New York. So it's like, I feel like they're all these, like, store friends. They're all just like, you know, it's like an episode of a special victims unit, like Law and Order special victims unit. Anyway, and then the Colombians have this powder called devil's breath, and they blow this powder in girls' faces, and it's like mind control. Then they get them hooked on heroin, and then they sell girls, ship them places, and they ship them, it's mainly in New York, they ship them from all, you know, all over to New York, and then it's in Chinatown, and you can buy girls because money can buy you anything. And these, you know, people with lots of money or however much money they have can buy these girls, like hookers, and fuck these girls. And can you imagine? And they're fucking these girls that are, like, pretty much unconscious because they're all doped up on heroin. So I'm, like, listening to all this shit in the back of his car being like, what the fuck? Like, my God, my life is so sheltered. But I'm just, like, passing this on to you because, like, this shit is going on, like, you know, we're, we're at Starbucks getting in arguments and tiffs and whatever and, like, or, you know, I mean, there are way worse things going on than this even than this. I mean, this is just horrible. 
And if you have the luxury to be listening to a podcast called Boy Crazy Radio or reading blogs or reading Perez Hilton or whatever the fuck you're doing or shopping at American Apparel or blah, 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 like your life is pretty great. Scary fucking shit happens. And, and the worst thing is even if you're living a great life and you think your life is sheltered and, 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 you're, and everything's good and you're young and you're beautiful and you're kind of just very um, naive, there are bad people lurking around you. That's the thing to be aware of. And I'm not saying you should live your life like in fear all the time. Because that's no way to live, but always have an awareness, okay? Like, you know, it's like this movie Taken. I don't know if you've seen it, but I have. But, like, if you, let's say you're going traveling somewhere, and you're going to Europe, you're going somewhere, you're going to Thailand, you're going to Indonesia, you're going to China, you're going to anywhere, New York, don't let somebody bully you into doing something that you don't want to do that you intuitively feel is the wrong thing. Many times when I was younger, I would go to New York, and there'd be guys in town in like these town cars or SUVs with no like they weren't taxi cabs they weren't they you know and they'd just be there and they'd go hey uh, we'll give you a better rate we'll we'll drive you to your hotel at a, at a much better rate than a taxi cab would but I knew I was like no I don't know who these guys are this is really sketchy like why are there two guys in the car this is weird but girls fucking do that because a lot of the time I'm just want to let you know and remind you and it's okay let's have an awareness about it. That a lot of the time, us as you know, women, we we we're people pleasers, and we're afraid to say no, and we don't want to be rude, and we go, oh, he's a guy. He 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 says I should do this. I don't want to make him mad. I don't want to offend him. We should. I should just do this. No, and that's something. Don't do that. Follow your move your own way. Move at your own pace. Move move through life on your terms. That's something really amazing that this driver told me. He said he you know he has kids. And he said that that's what, he, that's what he tells his kids. Move your own way, not someone else's way. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't be a people pleaser. Listen to that little voice that goes inside of you, which is your intuition that says, no, I, don't, I feel weird. This feels weird. This feels wrong. This feels wrong. Like just, so more often than not, we push that voice down because we go, oh, they're going to get mad at me. Or they want me to do it. I got to do it. I got to go with them. Or, you know, I'll offend them. Fuck that shit. Horrible shit happens. I mean, my God, like, people are weird. That, that's what was freaking me out the most. Like, then I did all this research, and I was reading all about, like, sex trade and what people do, and the world is fucking weird, and who knows how many weird child, who, many, who, who knows how many child molesters you walk past on the street, wherever you live, or murderers, or psychopaths, because everybody, everybody's, like, you don't know how, what people's morals are, if they have any, if they're sociopaths, if they're if they're just fucking lunatics, if they hate women, if they're fucking cannibals, if they're, I don't know. You don't know and you have to protect yourself and you have to listen to your intuition and you have to like not let dudes buy you drinks unless it's Patrick in, in, a, in Boston. But anyway, don't, don't even let him buy you a drink actually. Don't let him buy you. I'm worried. Anyway, um, yeah, it's like terrifying. Anyway, I just wanted to have a, have a moment and reflect on how terrifying the world is and how young girls should, should watch out. Um, yeah, for a moment I even thought, oh, girls, you know, they, they, they're, they're drugged. But a lot of times it's their family who sells them because they have no money. They sell them to people for the sex trade industry because that's all they have to do. And I'm, just, I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying it's shocking. Like the world is... Oh, God. It's, oh, my God. Anyway, that was a lot.
I think I'm going to wrap up the show unless you guys want to call in or say anything or have a comment or a question or anything to add about whatever, or you can tweet me your thoughts and feelings at I'm Boy Crazy. Let me see what, well, I've got a few comments. It says, huh, I love, okay, this is Natasha Starflower at, I can't read this. Okay, and Natasha Starflower says, I love that at I'm Boy Crazy. P.S. I just made a small cameo on her show like five seconds ago. Oh, okay, Natasha was listening to the show. Natasha also said you should call to ask her a question or just listen to the show. Oh, thank you, Natasha. I appreciate that. Um, and then she retweeted as well. Thank you. All right. Lucas Person at Lucabop said, Add on Boy Crazy, you should give dating tutorials to men and women in L.A. who are trying to acclimate to a higher level. I pay you. Lucas also said, you should give dating tutorials to men and women in L.A. who are trying to acclimate to a higher level. You make a fortune. Oh, so you read this tweet, and I appreciate that. Thank you for looking for other ways to say the same thing. I, I love that. You know what? I would do that. I would love to do that because Carrie Bradshaw, even though she's not a real person, she is to me on a show called Sex and the City, which has been gone for so long. I don't even know if like teenagers know what that is, but I'm sure they do because teenagers are incredibly intelligent. Um, there was an episode where she had a class where she was like giving, giving, a, giving a class with the learning annex or something, where all these like single women came in and like paid her to like give them dating advice, and uh, I'm like. Fuck, I could do that. I would love to do that. Then I could just hang out with a bunch of women and we could basically like just I would just take you all to a bar, we'd hang out, which is what Carrie Bradshaw ends up doing anyway. And I just I I'd be I'd be your wing woman. We could have one session where everybody pays like fifty to seventy five bucks. I know it sounds like a lot, but how dare you? It would be a few hours long, we'd have a chat, we'd go around the room, I'd get to know everybody. Everybody would pay a certain amount of money. I deserve it. I need money. Thank you very much. You'd love the feeling. I'd coddle you. I'd give you the love you need and the attention you desire. Then we'd take it on the road in the next session where we'd have a night out. We'd all take Uber cars that would be included in the payment or I don't know what we do. I'm just like going off the cuff because Lucas has really inspired me. Thank you, Lucas. Thank you, Lucabop, at Lucabop on Twitter, um, L-U-K-A-D-O-P. Yeah, that sounds cool. If you want me to organize some kind of thing where people pay for um, – me to be, I don't, I don't like the word life coach, but kind of like dating, wing person, advice giver, big sister. We should do that. We should get a spot and do that. If you're into it, tweet me at I'm Boy Crazy. If you know anybody who would be into it and you'd like to do it, that would be so fun. And it could be lucrative for me. I'm not going to lie. And, um, yeah, that is so fun. And I could go to Starbucks and just get a Starbucks anytime I wanted all the money I make from that. All right. And then I could fight girls all across the globe at Starbucks everywhere. Um, oh, and on a side note of a side note, all right, let me see if anybody's calling in the Boy Crazy Radio because I'm on my, I'm on my Twitter checking stuff out. Um, you know what? I'm going to call this number because this number called earlier. And when you call into Boy Crazy Radio, I write down your telephone number. And sometimes I rant so long, the, the person hangs up. And I don't blame you. But I'm like, I'm like your scary ex-girlfriend where I will call you and find you and deal with whatever it is. It's meant to be dealt with, okay? This is Chad. Can I help you? Oh, yes. Did you call into Boy Crazy Radio? Oh, uh, hey. Uh, can I just put you on hold real quick? Oh, sure. Okay, I apologize. I might not be back, so if I don't get back to you in two minutes, I apologize. Oh, it's okay. You call back if 
you can. We're wrapping up the show. We got a few more minutes left of the show. Call me back if you want, and I'll answer immediately. But go do your thing. All right. Well, that's Jed. He's got a really sweet, and I like that he's a good communicator. He had like four seconds to communicate something, and he totally did. All right, Jed, we're here for you, but you can always call next week because I'm going to do this again next week. I took a little bit of a break, and uh, anyway, and we talked about sex trafficking. I had other things to tell you, uh, but I think I'll tell you the rest next week. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Lana Del Rey and her boyfriend broke up. I read it on the, on the interweb. Who's she dating now? I don't know. This is crazy. I feel like all these people I'm reading about, like people are having affairs or, or like having sex with transgender, like husbands are cheating on their wives with transgender people and and people are breaking up left and right and hearts are being broken. And, and I feel like every time a couple breaks up, I take it out of my boyfriend. I don't know why. Because hmm. uh, I'm a monster who gives, uh, who gives fun advice to other people. But when it comes to my life, Nothing good's happening there. All right. Let's see. What else did I want to tell you guys about? Anything, anything, anything? Um, oh, God. You know what? I'll tell you later. All right. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio. It's sponsored by I'mBoyCrazy.com. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, and if anybody wants to buy a Masoni bicycle, i got to get rid of it. I have two bicycles. They're both very fashionable. Uh, the more fashionable of the two is the Masoni bike. I bought it at Target. Okay, how dare you? Don't don't talk to me like that. I mean, I, please, please. I bought a Masoni for Target bike. It's beautiful, but I don't need it because I have a different bike, and I only need one bike. Okay, I only need one, but I want to get rid of it. So if you live in the Los Angeles area and you want to buy my Masoni bike, I'll take your best offer. Uh, they go for a lot of money on eBay. I don't really want to fucking sell it on eBay because I don't want to deal with that bullshit. And I already feel like I have an outlet, uh, like an like a, a platform to sell stuff on, which is like I don't know. I'm not always selling shit at all, but I thought why not use my podcast and my blog or other social networking sites like Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to, to fucking unload my uh, my adorable Masoni bike that I've only ever ridden for like 20 minutes. I swear to God, only 20 minutes. Anyway. Google it, Masoni for Target, bicycle, adorable. Email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com if you're interested. That's B-O-Y-C-R-A-Z-Y, Alexi, A-L-E-X-I, at gmail.com, subject, bike. Um, anyway, follow me on Twitter at I'm Boy Crazy. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram and all the other sites that exist in the world at I'm Boy Crazy. You can subscribe to Boy Crazy Radio on iTunes. Yes, motherfucking iTunes. It's exciting. My God, I've arrived. I've arrived. Okay. Um, and I'm going to play us out with a song. Oh, this is a sweet song. Yes, this song. Swinging Party by Kindness. I love you guys.
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid port in. Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer lands 1716 72 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.